Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And our next-door neighbor, Rachel Griffin, is out sick tonight. Oh, man. I tell you, I was bummed totally when she called. I know. Could she have waited till the last minute or what? <laughs> Rachel, what's up with that? We got a show to put on here. It, yeah. Actually, guys, we we just asked for your prayers for Rachel. She's not feeling well. Uh, she's uh, getting sick. Kind of sick, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> I, I think that's enough. What do you think? <laughs> that's funny. So, anyway... Um, we're going to just move right along without her this week, and uh, and uh, we'll just see how things go from there. We do want to go ahead and open up our show with our now-famous five-minute audio recap. I thought it was three and a half. <laughs> it was you three and a half minutes <laughs> last week. It was three and a half last week, okay. But this is our five-minute <laughs> audio recap of this week's episode dealing with one of them. Previously on Lost. Get down! Get down! Get down! Get down! You... There is no commanding officer here. Your English is good, Abdul, but you're lying. And your pal Saddam had to go marching into Kuwait. Pacelli here says uh, you speak English. You ever do any translating? Apache helicopter went down this sector two days ago. Very important that we get this pilot back. We know he was taken to the local Republican Guard Intelligence Commander, a man named Tariq. Do you know him? Yes, he was our commanding officer. Where's Jack? Why? Go back, Anna Lucia. Don't tell anyone what you saw. What are you doing here, Daniel? Looking for you. Where are we going? Trust me. The last time we met, you arrived to warn us the others were coming, which they weren't. In fact, it was a diversion to kidnap Claire's baby. So pardon me for not trusting you. This place I'm taking you to, there is something that will help you. Ask him where he took the pilot. He says he does not know. No, I was born when I wasn't born yesterday, son. Lock him back up. Hey, hey, you hear that thing? You hear that frog? That frog? Want to help me find it? What do you got there, Reron? Nothing. Yeah, well, you got a spot of nothing on your chin there. Dharma Initiative Ranch dressing. Well, well, looky who's got a secret stash. Please, dude, you can't tell. Now, why would I want to do that? Come on, man, please. I'll tell you what. You help me find that thing, you can keep right on ranch dipping. How much further? It's here. Saeed, listen to me. Don't believe a word she says. It's one of them. I have no idea what she's talking about. She's crazy. My name is Henry Gale. I'm from Minnesota. Danielle, don't! You could have killed him. If you wanted to kill him, I would have killed him. You shot this man with no provocation. He is one of them. All right, look, I get it. You're a man who values loyalty. What... Tariq was doing before he took over command of your intelligence unit. Personally supervised the use of sarin gas on this village. You recognize it, don't you? You had relatives in that village, didn't you, say? So you know what sarin gas does. No discrimination. The entire marketplace. Innocent women. Children. Enough. Loyalty is a virtue. But I'm questioning loyalty. Man, I don't think that's you. Jack, do not untie him. How about you shut up, Hamo? 
Fine. Go ahead. Tell everyone the fat guy's been hiding ranch dressing. Fat, 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 fat. You think I don't know that? These people like me. Well, find the damn frog by yourself. Look, man, I'm sorry, all right? This Jack kept the combination to the armory. How long would it take for you to change it? A couple minutes, tops. People see him and create a panic. Well, where do you think we should put him? I say we put him in the armory. Better to err on the side of safety, Jack. Say! Hey, what the hell are you doing? What needs to be done? The pilot was executed two days ago. He's buried in a field four kilometers from here. I can take you there. You are raising an army. Whatever Saeed has to do behind that door, that's a part of it, too. What if he's telling the truth, John? What if he's not? We had an emergency beacon. Transmitter. What kind of transmitter? An ADF beacon. Your wife. What is her maiden name? Murphy. Where did you meet her? University of Minnesota. I don't know why you're treating me this way. Why I have to explain to you who I am when you don't tell me who you are. My name is Saeed Jarrah, and I am a torturer. Dude, nice catch. Dude, here with a little ranch, they taste just like chicken. Give your hand. Just shut up. You would remember if it were true. You want to see what's going to happen? Let's just see what's going to happen. He is one of them. I think that's what Rousseau thought about you once, Saeed. To Rousseau, we're all others. I guess it's all relative, huh? Guess you're lucky you have a new skill set you can use. Good luck to you, Saeed. There is a man down in the hat, a stranger captured by Rousseau. I beat him. Why are you telling me this, Saeed? Jack asked me how I knew. I know, because I feel no guilt for what I did to him. But there is no way I can ever explain that to Jack or even Locke. Because both of them have forgotten. Forgotten? That you were strung up by your neck and left for dead? That Claire was taken and kept for days during which God only knows what happened to her. That these people, these others, are merciless. And can take any one of us whenever they choose. Have you forgotten? Alrighty, well this is the portion of the show where we talk about what happened on the island. So Stephanie, tell me this, what did you think about Saeed the Torturer? I kind of liked him. Yeah? (laughs) Saeed with an attitude, yeah. You know, I thought Bernard was the dentist. (laughs) You know, if you need a teaspoon, it doesn't matter (laughs) who does it. I thought it was kind of... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. All right. Well, I, I kind of thought it was odd uh, when I saw him break down in tears. I mean, you you would think if he was this trained torturer that, that he could hide those emotions. Yeah. Um, but also he says, um, he was asked, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to do something that I swore I'd never do again. So in that, I mean, anyone who's made any type of um, resolution or commitment to not, to not um, do these trained habits anymore mm-hmm. um, if, if you fall off of that and you have to do that again or you choose to do that again um, there is emotion involved and he has you know to us it's been several weeks months even right but he has just lost a loved one and there's all this emotion there yeah I, I guess I so. do get kind of lost in the fact that um, these things these events just happened a couple days ago it, and, right I, I, I mean think he, we ju- he just buried Sharon, Shannon and, right and, right you know, with six-week hiatuses here, two weeks off there. I yeah. mean, it, it gets crazy for us. Well, I think I think they should start, um, you know, the way they name each episode. This one was one of them. Mm-hmm. They should put one of them day 
you know, 53. <laughs> kind of you know? like 24 says, yeah. this occurred One between... 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock p.m., you know. Um, I, th- I think we need um, some kind of timeline so, so that the viewers are able to keep track of how many days they have been on this island. Yeah, I agree. They do fit it in every now and then, uh, but they don't quite keep up with uh, cluing us into, as to what day it is each each time we're seeing what's happening on the island. But I think they like to play with us like that. They do. Let me ask you this. What about Henry Gale? Is he another? Is he one of them? Well, I've changed what I think a couple times on this one. Um, at first, at first, I believed him. That uh-huh. he was Henry Gale from Minnesota, crashed on a hot air balloon, blah, blah, blah. But then when, when Saeed was in there and he actually got down to... Um, to the real question, you know, where did you bury your wife? How many shovel digs did it take to get there? Right before his breakdown. Yeah. Right before his breakdown. Um, Henry kind of really lost it in his story. He um, Kind of like when we saw with Libby a couple weeks back, she was, you could tell she was fishing for answers. He knows that he's getting ready to go infiltrate their camp. You know, he's been rehearsing his lines. And so every question that, that Saeed asked him in the beginning, he knew right off the bat. He did much better than Libby. He did much better than Libby. But then when it got down to the real details, when you lose someone, especially that soon after losing someone, you are going to know those details. And the fact that he didn't actually causes me to question his... Well, I I will tell you that I was thoroughly impressed with Mr. Henry Gale's uh, responses to all of Saeed's questions. I mean... Uh, I, I I think he did a super persuasive job. He did. But the thing is, is of course, I believe there's cam- hidden cameras all over the Hatchler pad. <laughs> and uh, so I think that they saw Libby almost... That's because it's all an experiment. <laughs> they, saw, they saw Libby almost give things up. And yeah. it's like, you're going to have to do better than that. And, right. you know, Saeed, we all know about Saeed because... You know, they're out in the jungle and Zeke's up in his face going... <gasps> Where are you from? Yeah. You know, he, he's, he, they're grilling him and, and preparing him They to probably go. pulled out a couple of his back teeth just to <laughs> see if he could stand up. See if he could handle it, yeah. right? Well, I don't think he has any teeth now. <laughs> no. That, um. I think he's an other, and he was taken as a child, and perhaps, um, basically, he, as a child, he was obsessed with the movie Wizard, The Wizard of Oz. And therefore, uh, that's how he came up with his hot made up. Hot air balloon. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You have the hot air balloon story, uh, which just is crazy. So, uh, you know, and then, did you know Dorothy's uncle was Uncle Henry? Henry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of course, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, her it's last George name was Gale. Exactly. Yeah. Um, good. Thank you. I, I never put <laughs> those together. Uh, what do you think about Hurley? I mean, they, they told us that, that we would they Early. were going to address address the situation as to why he wasn't losing yeah. weight. I so wanted it to be like a thyroid problem, you know? <laughs> Hurley has some kind of medical defect that causes him to not lose weight. Because I think I have that. <laughs> you know, but... Um, I have a medical defect that causes me not to lose weight. It's called inactivity. Well, no, I prefer to call it inactivity. <laughs> Mine's... Well, I'm not lazy. I have three children. I can't be. But um, I I did not want Hurley to be hoarding food, but inevitably I knew that that was you the know, case. The thing is, is that... But, you know, how could he have divvied up all that ranch dressing, you know? They don't have <laughs> measuring cups or 
cups or, you know. Right. How are they going to, here, have a cup of ranch dressing, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. The, here's the deal. You know, I, I think that you, know, you you really can't blame Hurley. I mean, yeah. in a way you can. You can be upset. You can be disappointed in him. You know, but a guy who's fat, 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 fat can only eat so many fish and vegetables. Yeah, and, and the thing, but the thing <laughs> is, it's, it's not like he went and shot somebody's girlfriend. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So uh yeah I, I still I'm I'm afraid that at one point in this show they're really going to try to show a dark side of Hurley. I think they are and I I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. No, I'm not because Hurley has been the one likable character for the duration of the show so far. Yeah. Um so I'm not looking forward to that, but I am, you know, interested in why he was in a um mental institution and you know, in all these things. I, I'm interested in his dark side. I just don't want to see it. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right. What do you think about Anna Lulu? I had, oh, uh, this is, I'm so glad that you put this note in here because I'm smacking Cliff on the leg last night while we're watching the episode. And he's My like, what? still hurts from that. <laughs> You'll be all right. Um, he says, what? What's the matter? I said, go back. Go back and watch that. Did you see that? He's like, nothing happened. That wasn't a big deal. I said, yes. Saeed gave Anna Lucia an order, and she followed it. That is, like, such a pivotal moment in the entire show. It, I, I agree. That was the most important moment to me. She was told what to do, and she she listened and obeyed. Yeah. It was I, awesome. Wh- what's up with that? It was great. I have to throw in the what's up with that. because. I know. Because Dane, uh, what what's up with people canceling at the last minute? <laughs> Dane, you come know. on, what's up with that? Matter of fact, can I can I interrupt our sure. panel discussion? I, I I feel so bad for Dane. You know, he he's had a, had a rough week. He told me, and and he's just got a lot going on. He wasn't able to come up and put his thoughts together. Mm-hmm. But uh, in honor of Dane and all he contributes with his "What's up with that" theory, I do want to go ahead and just play the "What's up with that." theme song that we put together for him so uh, let me just throw this in up here real quick for you So what is up with that? He did a good job. He did do a good job didn't he? Good job Dane I like that so anyway, Dane, we'll look forward to hearing from you next week. Yes. Uh, let's <laughs> when we have nothing to talk about. But or wait, was next week new? Next week, there's no episode. No new episode. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit, I think. So how come they went up? Um, I, I read somewhere that the reason there was a new episode last night and not one next week, and then one after was because they didn't want to go up against the Olympics. Then why did they have a new episode last night? Because Perhaps I, you know, I heard them joke around about they didn't want to miss a certain skater, so I, I don't uh. or a skier. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think okay. that's it. To be honest with you, so I they think needed to watch a certain event. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, no, it, 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 but we'll we'll go into next week in, in okay. our other segment. Okay. So uh, anyway, speaking of what's up with that, what is up with the frog that can be heard world halfway around the world? I, I mean, don't know. that was just driving me crazy. You know. I, I'm sitting well, there. I, what was driving me crazy was Sawyer's obsession with it. No doubt. I mean, you what know? a baby. Has he never met someone who snores? Can't you sleep through snoring? You can't sleep through a little frog? I mean, the <laughs> only thing I can think of is, okay, maybe he's got his headaches back because he's not wearing glasses. Maybe. But he maybe. didn't mention that. He didn't. He, did. he was just, just a, really cranky. He was just a cranky little baby. Really cranky. You know, and, and you know, he, 
he's running around. He's got. I his grew up on a farm. I liked having the window open with the frogs and all the all the crickets and animals outside making noise. Yeah, well, he so made, I didn't get it. He made all the people from PETA mad. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with the um all the animals on the island? Yeah, there's a polar bear which won and and he shot it and now he's killed the bullfrog and didn't he get chased down by a wild boar too he did he was haunted the, by a boar yeah the boar stole his backpack i he think he got the horse <laughs> he got the horse um so they haven't been hunting for for boar anymore does that mean that they're all gone did john kill them i all? think i think it's just assumed that they're just eating just assume them. that they're eating i think so <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds good to me anyway. It's just assumed that they're eating. Okay. What do you think about uh, Kate's dad in this episode? Did you catch that? I did catch that. Um, I love the way that they connect everyone. Yes. Which, unfortunately for me, goes back to support the theory of um, the, what was it, the Owl Creek Bridge? The Owl Creek Theory? Yeah, the Owl Creek Theory. So, Which I'm not really sure that I like that theory. I've, I've you know still been thinking about it over the week, but... But the way that they connect everyone um, really supports that. So go ahead. I- explain about Kate's dad. Yeah, well, just want to explain to people, just in case they didn't see Kate's mm-hmm. dad. Uh, it's in the scene near the end when they're taking Saeed to drop him off in the desert on yeah. an unusually weird wet road. I don't know if you caught that or not, but it was a wet road. It must have just rained. Uh, Did you notice the city in front of them was smoking? <laughs> like well, that had... was the oil. Yeah. 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 So we're, exactly. And so then there's Saeed. But it the... reminded me of the black smoke. Did you just interrupt me? I did. I, I'm practicing because you interrupt <laughs> me all the time. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, the black smoke in the city reminded me of um, the monster. Oh, the I didn't. You know, I didn't even think the, about yeah. that. So it and, made me think And about there that. was the black smoke. From earlier on, yeah. when, when the uh, they said Danielle said the the others are coming for the baby, from the Black Rock, exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Saeed's sitting in the back of the track in, in the back of the truck with a couple soldiers. One of the soldiers is holding a photo, and then he looks at Saeed and says, "Do you have any wife or kids?" And Saeed says, "No." And then of course we he we go back to the uh, soldier that said that. Who is Kate's, Kate's dad. dad? And then we get a close up of him looking at a photo of Kate when she was yep. young. Yep. Uh, so Which is rather cute with her ball cap on and her ponytail. It was cute. Exactly. Cute. So, and we've got screen captures of that up on the site. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, what about Locke's theory of relativity? Locke drives me crazy. I like Locke. We I, should move right along. <laughs> no, I, I. You know, I was. I was really concerned. With Locke during the Charlie centric episode, yeah, I thought that he was going to become this evil man, but he is. I, <laughs> no, I don't. I think that they just he wrote is it evil. wrong. He is evil. He just hasn't chosen a side yet. No, I don't think yeah. he's evil. No, yeah. I I disagree with he you there. He just doesn't know whose side to be on. All right, well, you can think that, but That's I don't think he's, he's evil. On his own side. <laughs> he's on his own side. Uh, <laughs> so you don't think he's evil? I don't think he's evil, and I, I was really concerned. I think it was unfortunately. I think it was poorly written. His his response to Charlie, I think, I think they, they are, they're trying to play it off like, oh, whoa, 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 we're not trying to turn him bad, and that's why they even made the mm-hmm. comment the right. following episode. Oh, there's Mister Sensitive, you know, I yeah. mean, because clearly not Mister Sensitive. <laughs> well, the thing is, is they were trying to redeem him very yes. quickly. Hey, yes. no, 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 yes. you guys are going way off on this one. So they they brought it they brought it back and says he's still calm and collective. He's still lock, and I still like him. So <laughs> anyway. Uh, what do you think about the clock? I don't think they they let it run 
out long enough. No, it you did. Know, one of the symbols, no, one of the symbols hadn't come up all the way. You're right. Right? You're right. So if that symbol would have clearly been shown the whole way, what would have And the way the music, the way the music was played during that scene. Right. Um, was really cool to me because it sounded like, in my mind, the music sounded like some kind of generator starting up. Yeah. You know? And then he entered the buttons and, or entered the numbers, execute, and everything went back to normal. But didn't it kind of sound like, mm, you know, something yeah, was starting? Well, it, that's exactly what that sound was. It was it was like all of a sudden a generator kicked on yeah. and, and the, the blast doors are getting ready to lower and... And and things were about ready to happen, and then all of a sudden it goes back. Oh. So yeah, I was a little disappointed, and maybe I thought that they were actually going to show what happens when the numbers run out, but clearly they didn't. Well, they almost did in a way because they cause it's just a on teaser. the official well on the official <laughs> podcast they said we'll give you you're going to get to see what happens when the numbers run out. Well, they didn't actually say that we're going to get to see. An incident, right? But we right. did but see something we, happen to the numbers. I think that's what we thought. I know. I think that's what that's because they're playing with us. The powers that be. The powers that be. So that's what they do. Let me play an audio clip since we're talking about these numbers, and I'm going to stop it halfway because she goes into some other things here. Hey, Rachel, Cliff, Stephanie. This is Becky from Minnesota. Um, just wanted to comment on a couple of things about tonight's episode. Um, Thought it was great. Little shout out to my home state of Minnesota with another claiming to be from Minnesota. Yes, that's right. I think he is another. I believe Saeed. Um, curious about what the symbols on the countdown clock meant. I'm um, wondering if you guys have anything on that for us. I uh, I don't don't. I, they look kind of like indigenous symbols to me of, of some ancient tribe, but not not quite sure. And was hoping you could help enlighten me a little bit. Okay, we'll we'll come back to Becky's the rest of the Becky's comment in a okay. little bit, and I I know you'll be interested to hear what she said. And uh, by the are way, are you teasing me? I, are you giving me a teaser? I am. Yeah, the powers that be. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so Becky asks this um, from Minnesota, and of course we we need to find out. She she said that she believes he's another. Yeah, she said. She and somebody Saeed. from Minnesota would be able to tell somebody if somebody was from Minnesota. So I think. Yeah, because it's such. You're just looking at me like it. It must be such a small place that everybody knows everything. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, you can tell when people aren't from where you're from. I I agree. You know, we I agree. we we talk a certain way, we act a certain way. Yeah. It, it it's kind of like when we had that whole Southern thing with yeah. Mr. Zeke yeah. being the University of Michigan stuff. So anyway, kind of like. This is totally off topic, and you can edit if you want. We're from Cincinnati area, the greater Cincinnati area. Um, if we missed what someone said to us, instead of saying, excuse me, we say please. That's right. We and, say and, please. Yeah, and people think that we're asking for something. And anyway, so. Since we're off topic, I remember <laughs> I used to work in a call center. That's what made me think and of this, that. And this lady from California <laughs> called me up, and she was very upset about her order. And she said something. She was jabbering, blah, 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 in my ear. And I said, please? And <laughs> I she, am not going to beg. <laughs> she said, you will not make me say please. I'm like, no, I mean, what do you mean? What do you say? And so that's, that's a habit of where we're from. And someone who claiming to be from our area, we would be able to, you know. So if Becky yeah. from Minnesota says that Henry Gale is an other and he's not really from Minnesota, I'm with Becky on yeah. this one. 
So anyway, Becky asks, uh, did the, the the zero, did it go down long enough to do something? Um, but she, more than anything, she wants to know what those symbols stand for. These are actually an ancient Egyptian uh, form of language called hieroglyphics. And they're a system of writing used uh, by the ancient Egyptians. And it uses a combination of um, logographic uh, or uh, syllabic and alphabetic alphabetic. Uh, elements, mm-hmm. and I did some research, and I found out that the bird is kind of can st- stand for the letter A. Um, there's a leaf or something that you can just barely see, uh, and it stands for papyrus, and that might be an E or an I sound. The staff is is like uh, the letter C or or whatever. Those, but but I couldn't really make anything out of it. However, somebody who claims to on the fuselage who claims to know uh, this language and and mm-hmm. and studies it and has programs. They say that it actually is interpreted, arrive, let go, death, die. Or somebody else had actually emailed us, uh, and <coughs> I don't know that I'd be able to find it real quick, but somebody said, uh, a cause to die. A cause to die? A cause to die. So So if it flips through all the way, it will cause them to die? It, or Yeah, it's, 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 it's a cause to die. And, or I like this, you know, arrive. Let go, death. You know, something like that. So it, it obviously has some kind of message of impending doom. So that that's mm. my best guess anyway. I think the whole island has some kind of message of impending doom. It does. <laughs> All right. Not that I don't like it. I, I love that. But I yeah. thought the episode had a perfect transition into next week's episode. It really did when Saeed came and sat down next to Charlie on the beach, which was very important because everyone else has shut Charlie out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember seeing... Well, no, Sawyer did um, help him out Help him out last week. but um, They're all so forgiving, you know? Everybody's hanging out with Anna Lucia and... and some are so forgiving. Yeah, Jim well, kind, kind of snubbed his nose at Sawyer this week, so yeah, he did. What was what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> Maybe he knows. No, he's just upset with the gun thing. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that he knows he w- that well, it's it's connected to Sun. I I think Jen would know that. No, 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 no. I think Jen's upset because remember Jen. The only thing he said last up gun, gun. <laughs> gun. <laughs> he wants a gun, and Sawyer won't let him have a gun. Yeah, but he's ticked you know, off at Sawyer. No, from his from from Jen's. This is way off topic. No, um, it's not. This is totally topical. From from Jen's professional background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to call that that he did for his father-in-law. Delivered messages. He'd be able to catch me <laughs> delivering messages. <laughs> Actually, he says, "I do whatever your father tells me to do." He's it, a he's a, he's a he's a gopher. He's a gopher. <laughs> um. I, I think that he would be able to to see the connection between Sawyer getting the guns and Sun being attacked in the garden. Yeah, you I know? think you're right. I I think that he could see that. So it may be just the fact that he wants a gun and Sawyer won't give him one, or he may know some. It, it goes back to the whole com- Ten Commandments. He knows something and he's not going to tell anybody else until they need to know. Well, it's an interesting theory. He's on a need to know basis. It's an interesting theory. Thanks. I don't come up with my own theories very often. <laughs> well, going back to the uh, idea of this uh, transition, he, he basically, yeah, Saeed, very well. Saeed, the very last words, I love it. Have, have you, you forgotten? forgotten? 
And I think it's awesome because they're going to be addressing uh, the the memory loss of Claire mm-hmm. in the next episode. And, and I'm so eager to see that episode. And mm-hmm. to wait two weeks is just going to be extremely excruciating. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I am looking forward to it. So what a great segue. It was very... Can I, can I bring up one more thing? Absolutely. That I was really thinking about last night during this was... Um, I wonder if... In the very beginning... My first thought was, are they really going to try to take this and make it political? Because it it had that feel with the war and being oh, in Iraq yeah. and um and that that really felt like that they were going to go kind of that way, which I don't think they did. No, they didn't. But I do think that they let it be known, you know. But at the end, he sat down and said, "Have you forgotten?" which um you won't know this because you don't like country music, but there is a country music song called "Have You Forgotten?" Oh, really? And yes, and it 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 is addressing the American people. Have you forgotten why we are over there oh, and yeah. what they have done to us? And um, so I was I was sitting there thinking, I wonder if this is going to wait the way that they're going to go with it. And I was very very happy that that they really didn't. Yeah, because so, there's, there's no reason to over politicize yeah, the exactly. show. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, what do you think about the? Uh, I mean, we we hit on all the main plot lines, I think. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think overall? My first reaction was it wasn't my favorite. Okay. But um, but coming back, it it was a good, it was good. It yeah. wasn't up there with my favorites. No, definitely not. But it, I but I did enjoy it. It was it was a. I enjoyed his. I I tell you, it's probably because I like Saeed. I do like Saeed. I do too. I like Saeed, and and, and his. His backstory was much more captivating to me than than uh, the Jack backstory. You know, it, yeah. I think the Jack backstory for me moved really slow and was kind of boring, and and I just I I was looking for for more uh, insight and clues and miracles and all that mm-hmm. stuff in that, and I didn't mm-hmm. get it. And 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 I Jack's I, only human, honey. You know the one <laughs> I know. The the one thing that um, the CIA the CIA guy went right before he lets uh, Saeed go, he speaks in Saeed's language and says mm-hmm. uh, something about at least now you know something you're going to yeah. need this one day. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and they did show um, in one of Saeed's last backstories they showed him um, when he was part of the Re- Republican Guard or whatever. Right. Um, being a torture, right? So was, but I wonder was if he, that after? I wonder if he's saying some kind of prophetic message, such as such uh, as you'll be on an island and you'll have to, and you're going to need to use this skill set to get the answer, maybe that you need. I did uh, uh, confirm Hurley uh, or Jorge Garcia yeah. does listen to our podcast, so I know. that's extremely that's a, awesome. Hello, hello, Jorge. So anyway, um, maybe he'll call us up. That'd be cool, because I love Hurley. We do love Hurley. He's our favorite character. He is. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and end this plotline discussion about okay. what happened on the island and just move into some general chat. Okay, so as everyone knows, we are going to go yet another full two weeks before we see another episode. So 
What is up with that? I don't know if I can take it. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, one of the things that I do want to just ask and, and, and um, our listeners is would you please give us a call on our listener line and and ask us questions. If you wouldn't mind calling us and just asking questions, what do you want us to talk about? And and we'll play your question and we'll comment on it. And our phone number is uh, area code 413-521-0958. Again, the phone number is 413-521-0958. Uh, somebody had asked us, what are we going to do with Generally Speaking uh, once the... Uh, episode season comes to an end. Yeah, and we had actually been thinking about this before we were asked, which I thought was pretty smart on our part. But um, at the end of the season, when when we have our our season finale with episode twenty four, <laughs> um, we are going to go back and start with season one. Yes, we are. And we will have a schedule of. We'll probably do. We'll probably try to do two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. And um and let our our listeners um know what the, know schedule, what is. the schedule is so they can watch um, along with us. Watch, go back and you know if you haven't bought it already, you can you can buy the DVD set. So um yeah, we're gonna go back and start with season one and, and work our way up through season two. Absolutely. So I th- I think that'll be an excellent idea. Uh, in fact, we'd like your feedback to let let us know what yeah, you think about that. Yeah, let us know what you think about that because I'm I'm excited about it. I've already seen season one twice, but um, but you know it can never hurt to watch it again. And and the thing is, is we all have people that we know that don't they don't get lost. Right. They're lost whenever they see an episode. And what an excellent way I think to bring people along and have them say, hey, at the at one week after the season finale. You can start fresh, two episodes a week. You watch it on the DVD or from iTunes, and listen to this podcast each week. and 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 I think it's going to be so awesome to, mm-hmm. to now that we know what comes later when yeah. we go back and talk about. It's oh, going to yeah. be very. I, good. I think that when we go back and um and and start from the beginning, that you're going to be able to see the way these characters are developing, and um and catch so much more. Absolutely, the, the second time around. So uh, we want to say a very special since we've uh, we're just talking generally here mm-hmm. um, we're, we're ge- generally speaking exactly <laughs> uh, I want to say a very special thank you to some people. I need to say thank you to Edith Baker to Norma Kermes, I think is her name, Leroy Brown, Vicki Sherman, and Dina Henry Scott. These are the five individuals who have uh, made financial contributions to our show in the month of February. And uh, we want to send a very special thank yeah. you to each of you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I, I hope that, that one of the five or all of the five will call in and comment on my new head mic. Yes, that absolutely. That is right here by my mouth. And when I yawn, I'm like, ah, I hope he doesn't catch that. So, um, yeah, I, I want to hear comments on, on my audio levels being better. Yeah, or or which could be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't could, know. Let me we know. Don't know. 
So anyway, uh, we are we are, Stephanie and I are using brand new headset microphones, and we actually and have Rachel, one. We have one for Rachel. We have one for Rachel too. I so. don't think you want to hear what she's doing tonight. <laughs> no, you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> we do not want to put a uh, microphone no. next to her mouth. No. So anyway, um, we thank you guys so much. This show is not possible without the financial help of our listeners, and and we have awesome listeners. Yes, we do. And yes, we uh, do. so thank you very much, guys. Uh, it, how awesome is that? Javale! Javale is here! Woo! Alrighty. Woo! <laughs> I love when he does that at the end. You like that? Yeah. So anyway, we got some uh, listener feedback. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with our audio comments first. Okay. And uh, let's see here. We're going to move to Doug in Atlanta. Doug, you're online. Hello, generally speaking crowd. I'm uh, My name's Doug. I'm calling from Atlanta. I'm in the middle of listening to your podcast right now. And uh, so I don't know if you covered this even later on in the same podcast, but I wanted to catch you while I was thinking about it. You talk about Zeke possibly being the, uh, uh, the uh, while, while Hurley's reading the bad twin, that be referring to Zeke being the wealthy heir who has an evil twin and all that stuff. Well, let's think about who's actually reading the manuscript. Hurley, who is now a wealthy heir. Uh, not an heir to a, a family fortune, but at least heir to a... A fortune provided to him by the state via the lottery. So, and maybe he's got a, an evil twin that uh, we don't know about. Anyway, just uh, just uh, across my mind, thought I'd bring it up. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Well, Doug, thank you very much for that uh, audio feedback. Uh, appreciate you calling in. What we were talking about last week was we we really didn't have I mean we were not serious at all. Uh we were talk referring back to I think our January 21st episode Something when like that. when we came up with the father-in-law th- theory yeah, where yeah. uh we talked about your dad being sounding exactly <laughs> like Zeke and Which he really does. He does. But but Doug, yeah, thank you very much. And and yeah, maybe maybe Hurley's got a twin on the island. Maybe. So uh we got another listener comment here uh from it looks like Rich Cook, and Rich is from Indianapolis. Hi, uh, Rich Cook from Indianapolis. My question is essentially Lost reminds me a lot of St. Elsewhere, which was a doctor drama, one of my favorite shows in the 80s. Kind of had a strange brand of science, fantasy, medicine, drama, crime, mystery. Sound familiar? Well, anyway, after a six-year run, the final episode stopped me in my tracks was overwhelmed when the final revelation of the story was the whole series had been in the mind of an autistic child staring into a snow globe of a hospital building. The show has a lot of parallels, I think, with Lost, with its storylines, quirkiness, ensemble cast, characters, and really some stellar actors. Uh, That show had people such as William Daniels, David Morse, Mark Harmon, Howie Mandel, Denzel Washington, Egg Bagley Jr. and on. Anyway, I was just wondering if you thought the two series compare favorably and if perhaps uh, that could be a similar scenario that we might see at the end of this episode. It's an interesting theory. Well, thank you very much, uh, Rich, for that comment. Uh, you know that he's got a he's got some good uh, correlations he does. there he that does. he draws. So. That that was really good, and the the more he explained it and, and talked about it, I actually remember seeing 
um, I feel bad saying this. I'm not really old enough to have seen that show, but um, I do remember seeing um, something on television about it just several weeks or maybe a month ago. Um, where yeah, they they closed the series with. Um, I, I think it was like the top ten um, show finales or something like that, and they they closed this series with this little boy sitting in the living room. Um, well, you know, it kind of it does the last scene in the hospital, and then they pan out and they show you the hospital, and they're you know they're pulling off of it and pulling off of it and pulling off of it, and then they show it in this snow globe uh-huh. with this little autistic boy sitting in the living room shaking it. Yeah, it, it, it's really brilliant brilliant writing and um i i think he's i think rich is onto something it could be yeah and, and be. you know it sounds an awful lot like the owl creek theory this yeah. whole idea that yeah. this is is the dream of one per one individual yeah. so yeah it, it totally could be something like that so uh rich thank you very much thank for that you. call what an awesome uh what an awesome thought uh the music that i just played uh going into the uh just general chat the guitar transition. Yeah. That's actually done by uh, our good friend, Tim Jellyman from uh, really? the UK. Absolutely. And and he actually called in this comment last week, and it was just barely too late to fit in into okay. our last show. Okay. But I did want to put it into this one. Hello, guys. Uh, it's Tim from Oxford. Uh, remaining enthusiastic, despite the fact I haven't seen this week's episode. Um, I will get to see it by the weekend, and we'll have some comments, hopefully, uh, next week. Uh, however, a few little things for this week. Thought that the official Lost podcast was was very good this week. Um, Carlton and um, Damon were, were very concise with what they said. They answered questions, uh, gave us clues, um, and even if in the future they give us a, c- a couple of curveballs, then that's okay by me. Um, also, looking forward to the reinstatement of the Hanso Foundation website. Um, I'm sure that's going to reveal a few things. I'm sure of it. Um, a couple of Easter eggs, maybe. And I, for one, will be spending a lot of time looking through it. I hope you have a great show. And we'll speak to you later. Cheers, guys. Bye. Tim, thank you very much for your audio comment. I could listen to him talk all day long. <laughs> we could. You know who we haven't heard from in a long time? Our friend Tristan. Tristan in Paris. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Tristan, have you given up on us? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we didn't make his top five list. Uh, we do have uh, Becky on hold. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the rest of her comment. Um, on a different, completely different note, uh, read a comment to you all from Sean on the uh, comment page on your website today. And I have to say, completely disagree. I love hearing from your kids, whether or not it's uh, um, cute phrases or um, a, a few little gurgly responses to what you're talking about. I think that your kids are great, and and I've got one of my own, and she watches lots with us, whether or not <laughs> um, she pays attention or whether or not she should, but uh, she she certainly enjoys it as much as we do. So. Um, Love the the podcast, guys. Keep it up, and I will be waiting to hear the next one. Great show. Keep it up. Bye. Thank you very much, Becky, for your audio comment. For the encouragement. Yes, and th- we do appreciate everyone's you know, encouragement. Yeah, we do. We we do take we do take criticism well here, at generally speaking. But it's also um, very nice to have encouragement follow the criticism. Well, let's take a break for just a moment and move into Eric's crazy theory of the week. 
Oh, excuse me. Apollo Bars. This week on The Crazy Theory, I had a privilege to sit down with Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse and ask them about the numbers and how we're all connected and even run a crazy theory by them. Hello, Damon. Carlton, how you doing? A little sick this week. Damon's a little under the weather. Actually, uh, we both were a little under the weather. And- well, let's just move right in into my main points, shall we? Excellent. Okay. Damon, you got in trouble recently when you made a response to someone asking when we will learn what the numbers mean. We can talk about that for a moment. Would you mind reading this for me? They actually spelled my name correctly here. It's very exciting for me. Just read the quote. And here's, here's the quote. That question will never, ever be answered. I couldn't possibly imagine how we could answer that question. We will see more ramifications of the numbers and more usage of the numbers. Carlton, how do you feel about Damon's quote? Why would you say that, Damon? <laughs> Why would you give such an incendiary... Can't imagine ever having said What were said you these thinking? I- so, Carlton, what exactly do you mean by this quote? Do you know what the numbers mean? I think what you meant, Damon, was that it's sort of an impossible possible question on one level to answer. I mean, some of the mysteries of the show are sort of like religious mysteries, like how would you explain the notion of God? I mean, you, there may be a thousand different ways to answer that question, and I think that there's a certain mystical quality to the numbers that may not ever be explained. It doesn't mean that we don't understand their role, their significance, their importance, but in certain parts of the storytelling of the show are embedded in mysteries that are just inherently unexplainable, and, and different characters that will have different interpretations of what those ultimate mysteries mean. So in that sense, I think that that's probably what you meant. That, that sounds exa- exactly what I meant. Okay, okay. So what you're saying is, is that the numbers are almost a greater, higher mystery than anything going on on the island, and in a sense, maybe a part of what the whole Dharma team was investigating, too? Maybe they don't even know what they've been messing with? I think it works for me. Okay. What about all the fans out there who never saw the numbers before watching Lost, and say you tricked them into caring about the numbers? Is this something we may never know, or accept the fact that maybe our characters will never know? I mean, I don't know if I like the idea of the backstory of Hurley, one of the fans' favorite characters. Hi, Jorge. His backstory has a lot to do with those numbers, and how do we understand or have closure with this issue and him if we don't find out what they mean? But that's exactly why we're not going to do it. Do what? Pulling X-Files? Um, so, uh... So, moving forwards. All right, fine. We'll, we'll come back to this. So I hear you'll be having a guest director soon. Darren Aronofsky. Those of you who have not seen uh, Mr. Darren Aronofsky's movies should check out Pie, uh, Requiem for for a Dream. Dream. Many people think that you're having him come in to direct a Charlie-centric episode based on the fact that Requiem for a Dream dealt with heroin addiction, but I suspect it has more to do with the numbers because of his film Pie. There's actually certain thematic similarities between the movie Pie and things that we're doing on Lost, and I think that you know he's someone who's going to really be a really great collaborator for us. Right, well, in the movie Pi, you've got a guy who's studying number combinations found in nature and the Torah, while he's being hounded by Wall Street and Hasidic Jews for the secrets, sort of like the Bible Code hoax. Not to mention the game Go, which looks a lot like backgammon we've seen played on the island. We ripped him off. Okay. After thinking about that movie, I think I can see where at least I'm okay with not knowing what the numbers mean. If in the end we don't find out, in other words, the journey is what's important and not the destination, Raiders of the Lost Ark is about people searching for the Ark of the Covenant, or Quest for the Holy Grail, and in the end they find them, but at that point it's not really the point of the story because it's more about the journey to find the answer that changed the characters? I think that's a very good question, and and, and the answer to it is, is absolutely fascinating. Okay, but I have one more part to my theory. 
Can you elaborate on Kate's mom serving Sawyer in the diner? Pretty obviously Kate's mom there. Um, you know, we are definitely going to be revisiting this notion of how the characters' lives have intertwined in the past. You know, it's, it's sort of an important piece of the fabric of the show. You know, I think the interconnectedness of all of us is something that is very thematically interesting. So taking everything you've said... I believe that you're really making a case for us all being connected by a force or being something theistic, perhaps, that is shown in nature and mathematics and connects everyone's lives. Um... Please, I need some closure on this. Okay, so basically we learn all about these people's backstories and them overcoming their demons in order to learn how they band together after being interconnected and now unified. And then they defeat the evil on the island and become a utopian society, kind of like a new Eden. Living with this force, the force actually being God... Or did me telling you this just give you the idea to rip me off, too? That's pretty much what happened. Well, maybe I should write for the show. What do you say? I'll be watching. Well, there you have it. I'm joining the writing staff. Back to you, generally speaking, crew. The preceding audio segment was created for entertainment purposes only. This was an entirely fictional account of an interview that did not occur in this or any other realm of reality. The views expressed are solely those of the author and do not necessarily reflect the position of ABC, the official Lost Podcast, the producers, or staff of the show, or any member of the Generally Speaking Podcast team. Please don't sue me. Eric, thank you very much for that crazy theory of the week. That's great. Yes, it is. Okay, so we do have just a few more moments uh, left for some listener comments. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let you okay. read a little, uh, just a little blurb here from uh, Kim, Gracie's mom, if you okay. want to read that. So I've done some homework today on the manuscript that Hurley was reading the other night in the Long Con. Turns out it was written by Gary Troop, an anagram for purgatory. Exactly. A, yeah. The guy's name, uh, Gary, Troop, Gary is, Troop, can be rearranged to say purgatory, which I think is... Uh, pretty nifty little thing that they're throwing in there for us but they've gone on but they've already said that it's not purgatory it's not purgatory i'm gonna read one here this is from amanda wood she says hi there rachel stephanie and cliff i'm somewhat new to the world of podcasting a bit ago i introduced myself to the world of lost podcasting just after the announcement of the end of the transmission actually i thoroughly enjoy your show it's very entertaining i had a few thoughts in my head that i wanted to bring up and get them off my chest before I implode. First off, the Dharma Industries disclaimer you mentioned in your last podcast is linked to a specific site called www.circleoflight.com forward slash feng shui forward slash bagua html. <laughs> that is actually in a comment on uh, the show notes for the long con, so you can mm-hmm. go and check that out. And yes, yeah, she's absolutely right. Um, she continues, she goes, it discusses what the coding around the edges of the Dharma logo means. Uh, where it has the little dashes. She says, now, I don't know if anything about binary code, but maybe somebody out there does and can uncode the logo. So if anybody wants to take a shot at that, go to that dharmaindustries.com, click on the the disclaimer, and then there's another link at the bottom, and it gives you some interesting stuff. But, yeah, thank you very much, Amanda, and and we'll let you you know if we get anything back from any of our listeners on that. This is from Mark Cooper. You want to read that, Stephanie? Sure. Just a quick comment. I don't like the theory that everything we're seeing on the island is a dream. I prefer the idea that everything on the island is really happening, whereas all the flashbacks are implanted memories. Mark, Phoenix, Arizona. Well, Mark, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not sure 
I, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually torn. I, it, I'm not sure if I, I really care one way or the other what the actual answer is to all this stuff. I just enjoy the mystery going along. Yeah, you're it, just along for the journey. I'm along for the journey, like Eric said. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. I don't like the idea of it all being a dream. I don't, I mean, I don't so, know. So I, I'm, I'm with Mark here. Um, but I also, <laughs> but I also don't like the idea of the flashbacks being implanted memories, right? Because I'm a very relational person, you know, being a woman and all. I, I want those relationships and, and those things to to be real. Absolutely. Last week we introduced a new concept into our show, and that is I was go- I was gonna um, vote on your on your poll today, and yeah? the telephone rang like five times in a row, <laughs> and by the time I was done answering the phone, I forgot what I was doing. Well, since we were on the Owl Creek thing, I'll go ahead and and tell you what the results of that. Here was the question. It says, Owl Creek theory, true or false? And the question I posed was like this. It says, do you believe the Owl Creek theory that we are witnessing a dream or dreams that occur just before the death of everyone, just before they die from the plane crash? And Mm -hmm. here are the results. It's 192 people responded. Uh, really? our, yeah, 192 people voted, and here's how it came out. Uh, the the most response uh, came from 48% of the people who said this. No, I am certain this is not what is happening. Uh, 39% of the people, or 75 folks, said it sure makes a lot of sense, but I'm not certain. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. Uh, if you guys aren't, aren't uh, familiar with what I'm talking about as far as the Owl Creek Theory... You'll want to go back and listen to last week's Generally Speaking podcast, and you'll you'll get the full scoop on what the Owl Creek Theory is. Uh, 18 people, or 9, 9% of the people, uh, said, wow, I just don't know what to think. Uh, and then 7 people are convinced that this Owl Creek Theory is exactly what's going on on the island. So those are the results of that poll. Uh, and, cool. and while we're here looking at poll results, uh, another poll question that we asked is do you believe Cindy is another and we have 144 people who uh, voted and 63% say no she's not another however there 38% or 54 people do believe that she is another I would another. definitely have thought that that would have been the other way around no I, I don't know I, I think there's a lot of people who were not convinced or I, at least more at least more even I think yeah well, I, 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 the, I think it's cool that I've convinced 54 people. <laughs> so, hey. All right. And then uh, the final poll from last week is, who looks more like Desmond's lady friend? Uh, last week yeah. we talked about sledge webs. Yeah, uh, De- definitely. It's definitely the adoption lady yeah. in that photo. In fact, uh, 92% of 143 people uh, said that it's definitely the adoption lady. Yeah. And only 12 people cast their vote for Cassidy. So uh, those are the responses to our uh, listener polls. Yeah. In fact, we do have a new uh, listener poll, and I'll probably introduce a couple more into the show notes this week, and and we'll let you know how things go next week. One of the listener polls this week is, how would you prefer to interact with other generally speaking listeners? Currently, if you come to our show notes, there's a comment section on our blog, and you can just read what's been commented so far, and then you can actually leave your comment. Leave your comment. And it... (coughs) It kind of just goes in a linear fashion, and, and it's real quick to see who's added what. There, Kim, or Gracie's mom, has offered to administrate a forum for us, kind of like the fuselage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she wants to know how many people are interested in having a generally speaking 
forum yeah. so that we can discuss Lost via the forum style. You know, and, and so here are the options you can choose from. I would rather have a generally speaking online forum like the Fuselage. I just come here to read uh, the comments of others and to vote on online polls. <laughs> uh, and if you click that, then you're saying, well, yeah, I'll read the forums too. Uh, and then I like using the comments on the show notes just as they are. Uh, let us hear your voice. In fact, um, just real quick, uh, something that is extremely important to me and would be extremely invaluable, even if you don't come and vote on any of our listener polls, would you do me a favor and fill out our audience survey at ravenscraft.org? Uh, Stephanie and I are trying to maintain uh, our podcasting quality, and we're trying to make improvements. And uh, we we can't expect all of our listeners uh, to contribute financially. We know that this is a very tough economy and stuff like that. Uh, so one of the things that we're considering are putting some 30-second ads, mm-hmm. uh, j- a 30-second ad in right. the front of the show right. uh, b- uh, from a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And I think Time Warner Cable is considering us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not certain. Uh, however, they're waiting for some more responses. They want to see our demographics. Yeah. And so far, 160 people have responded mm-hmm. already. And you might be interested to know that um, 30%, 37% of our listeners are female. Which is unheard of in podcasting. That that amazes me. Thirty seven percent are female, which is just That's awesome. awesome. Our age range for our show is all the way from sixteen years old to fifty nine so far. The top response as far as where people are from, California. Thirteen mm-hmm. percent of our listeners are from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, of of the hundred and sixty anyway. New York is in a second place and New Hampshire is in third place. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, um, 71% of our listeners are Christians, which is interesting. And, and here, well, this is one of my favorite questions. Uh, do, does Cliff's Christian views offend you? And I'm very excited to hear that 97% of the people say that I have not offended them with my Christian views. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, and there's some other questions out there. And, and we, we definitely want to learn about our audience. And if you do answer it, uh, we've got 160 responses. And if we can get 500 mm-hmm. responses... Uh, we are very uh, likely going to have a, a right. sponsor that would right. be interested, especially with our diverse um, demographics. I think yeah. we have the most widespread demographics of any show out there yeah. as far as podcasts go. So, yeah. I-, I hope this doesn't hurt our listener base, which... Um, oh, that's one I, of the questions I, in the is survey. It, is yeah. it really? Yeah, in fact... I haven't filled out the survey. <laughs> you haven't filled out the survey? I don't listen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't. She doesn't. She doesn't like the sound of her voice. So. It's really hard for me to sit down here for an hour and a half and listen to myself in the headsets. Let alone, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, one of the questions is: Would you prefer listener supported or commercial supported? And here's the response so far from 160 people. Okay. Fifty nine percent say I don't mind 30 second ads at the beginning or end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, How many? I'm sorry. 59%. 59. Okay. So almost 60% of okay. 160 said they don't mind an ad. Uh, 18% said I'd be willing to donate. 12% said uh, that they would be willing to donate even if there was an ad. And 16% of the people said that I think you should do this for free. I wish we could do it for free, but unfortunately we can't. No, we cannot. More than anything, if people would just go to ravenscraft.org, mm-hmm. click on the audience survey, uh, you would have 
my deepest appreciation. We interrupt this episode of Generally Speaking to bring you this special report. Evangeline Lilly might be pregnant. A picture of Evangeline Lilly, which shows a slight bump on her usually firm body, and Dominic Monaghan's recent comments in which he stated that he wanted, quote, a bunch of children, end quote, have sparked rumors that Lilly is pregnant. The couple became engaged last month and had their first public appearance at this year's Golden Globes. We will have more as this story develops. Now back to Generally Speaking. Let's go ahead and just do a real quick spoiler section. Uh, Rem has sent us a uh, audio comment giving us a summary of what we have learned from the official Lost podcast this week. Let's go ahead and see what Rem has to say. Okay. Greetings and salutations, Rachel, Stephanie, and Cliff. Tis Rem here, the Hatch Monkey, at your service with a recap of this week's official Lost podcast featuring Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, which can be heard in its full and wondrous entirety at the ABC website. Check the Generally Speaking show notes at www.ravenscraft.org and you'll find the link. Now this week we hear part two of the exclusive interview with Evangeline Lilly, and if you caught last week's episode, The Long Con, you, like the rest of us, thought, whoa what happened to Sawyer? Talk about break on through to the other side, the dark side. And with some clarity on that question, it's Carlton Cues. It's great that there's the lovable, fun, charming Sawyer, but ultimately the character is full of self-loathing and is sort of self-destructive and you know we sort of felt like we'd seen enough of the sort of happy side of Sawyer that we really wanted to sort of revisit the darker more troubled side of the character and you know I mean again all these characters are sort of full of kind of very contradictory qualities and I think that you know in upcoming episodes you know you will begin to see some of the results of the fact that we've reset some of these characters more into the mode that they were in at the beginning of last year. You know one of my favorite mysteries on the island relates to the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 16, 23, 42. What do they mean? Well, we know they add up to 108, which is the number that the clock resets to after inputting the numbers. A friend also pointed out that 108 multiplied by 5 is 540, and that, according to Marvin Candle in the Dharma training video, is the number of days that each team is scheduled to work at Swan Station 3. Coincidence? Methinks not. But the numbers themselves, are we ever going to find out exactly what they are and what they mean? It's sort of an impossible question on one level to answer. I mean, some of the mysteries of the show are sort of like religious mysteries. Like, how would you explain the notion of God? I mean, you can you can take a stab at an answer. You can, but there may be a thousand different ways to answer that question. And I think that there's a certain mystical quality to the numbers that may not ever be explained. It doesn't mean that we don't understand their role, their significance, their importance, but certain parts Parts of the storytelling of the show are embedded in mysteries that are just inherently unexplainable, and different characters will have different interpretations of what those ultimate mysteries mean. Translation, if you're looking for the meaning of the numbers anytime soon, the short answer, don't hold your breath. But there may be some consolation in that we'll have another question answered by the end of this season, and that question is, what brought down Oceanic Flight 815? Yes... Lots of theories out there. Was it a Dharma death ray? Smoke monster? Was it killer bees? 
A pissed off giraffe. Well, I don't think anyone will be markedly surprised by the fact that we're going to sort of stand by no comment. But we will also stand by the fact that by the end of season two, you will know. Yeah. And uh, that is a question we are going to answer. That is a question we are going to answer in rather definitive fashion. I, indeed, will be looking forward to more answers. And you can hear the full version of the official Lost podcast at the ABC website. You can get the link from the Generally Speaking show notes at www.ravenscraft.org. Well, that's your update from Rem in the Hatch. Now back to the Generally Speaking studios. Thank you very much, Rem, for that uh, update on the official Lost podcast. And uh, Kim has sent us a... Uh, spoiler kind of uh, information here and uh, this came from the Ask Osiello site and she pasted this in an email. Go ahead and tell us what the question was and what Osiello said. Okay. Um, question. If you don't give me some lost scoop, I will decapitate every Smurf in my collection starting with Papa. That's from Matt. <laughs> <laughs> what what Osiello says, I don't negotiate with terrorists, Matt. But I suppose I can make an exception just this once. During Locke's next flashback episode, slated to air in March or April, we're going to discover that he has a surprising connection to Sawyer. And this is Kim. Oh no, could my theory be right? Not that it's only mine, but could Locke's dad be the real Sawyer? I'm so excited. Can't wait, Kim. Coming up on Lost is what we heard. Uh, we got some very interesting uh, promo shots for the next episode. Oh, we so did. Which will be maternity leave. It'll air March 1st. Uh, so there will be a rerun of some type probably next week. Uh, we will be here. In fact, we do need your listener uh, questions. If you'll call our listener line, uh, the number will be at, in our exit theme. You'll hear, mm-hmm. you'll hear Rem tell you the number again. Uh, anyway, here is some information that we found on SpoilerFix.com. And, and it says, first of all, they reference the ABC site. And it says, uh, Maternity Leave will be guest starring uh, M.C. Ganey as Mr. Friendly, mm-hmm. Mira Fur- uh, Furlon as Danielle Rousseau, mm-hmm. Michael Emerson as Henry Gale, uh, Tanya Raimonde, I think, as a young girl, and William Mopafther as Ethan. I thought he was dead. Maybe it's a flashback. Ah. Uh, or maybe Ethan has a twin yeah. named Ethan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that might be the worst thing you've come up with. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> ABC site <coughs> excuse me, also says, A desperate Claire, along with Kate and Rousseau, attempts a return to the scene of her kidnapping, where she believes she might find the cure for baby Aaron's mysterious illness. Meanwhile, Jack and Locke must keep their prisoner a secret from the rest of the survivors. Osceolo asked, was asked recently, Are we about to meet Russo's never-before-seen daughter, Alex? Well, yeah, <laughs> since there's this young girl who's coming on who's just right at about that age. Exactly. Well, however, the, the reason why that, that it's not certain is because there is some information out there that's been leaked that says that there's going to be a new character named Jessica about the same age. Oh, that's true. I so, do remember seeing that. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, so what was in the preview? First of all, uh, these are all screen caps mm-hmm. up on our mm-hmm. site. Um, there was We see a needle over Claire. Looks like she did get injected with something. Uh, we see an escape hatch. Uh, wonder what that is to escape to. Is that mm-hmm. on the island or is that somewhere else? 
Um, this is a creepy look. There's a creepy looking hallway or a tunnel that's shown. Yeah. <coughs> it looks kind of like a mental ward or, or maybe it's a tunnel to the under, underwater hatch, maybe. Maybe. Uh, and then there's a new Dharma logo with a medical symbol on it. So those are all screen caps you can see on our site. They were just very few frames in the promo that actually showed those things. So uh, absolutely. And and could this episode reveal Libby as another? Mm. Ooh, that'd be nice. Anyway. So we got a lot more comments uh, and and questions that came in. I wish mm-hmm. I could read them all. In fact, there was a, a message from Ryan Thomas, uh, and he is from Cincinnati, Ohio, which is just across the river from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas, thank you very much for sending your email to us. And then uh, there is, uh, I'll go ahead and read Patty real quick. She says, I just listened to the first time this week. What a great podcast. I figured I'd better say, hey, since you're practically in my backyard in northern Kentucky, uh, Lost is pretty much a new hobby of mine. Since if you count the podcast I listen to, I devote about five to six hours to it. During most of it, I'm doing other things while listening. My house has never been cleaner. (laughs) I have two small boys who love the promos and small clips I show them. They are too young for the show itself, but, but they like Mr. Echo a lot. Some comments about last week. I was not surprised about Charlie's involvement in the Sawyer scheme, but it wor- but I'm worried about what direction his character will take if Sawyer decides to sell him out, which he will if it suits his purpose. I think a more dangerous alliance and so fun to watch would be Sawyer and Locke, though I don't think there's much trust or common interest there anymore. However anything's possible well patty thank you very much and uh we're certainly glad you're listening to our podcast and uh, we got two locals listening yeah, to our podcast that's, that's pretty exciting. awesome so very cool stuff i think that's probably enough to wrap us up for the okay. week and uh we will be back next week hopefully with rachel she'll be feeling better by then i hope so we'll be praying that she gets better um i do want to just make one last word of thanks and it is to father roderick Yeah, he plugged us. Yes, he did. Uh, Father Roderick is a Catholic priest in Holland, in the Netherlands, and he is an amazing podcaster. In fact, you need to go to sqpn.com for StarQuest Podcasting Network if you need another podcast to listen to. There are he does quite a few. Uh, He does one on Star Wars. He does one on Harry Potter. On Narnia. Really? Yeah, those are all things he type. They're called the secrets of. Okay. And so he talks about some of the religious themes. In I'd those only shows. listen to the ones that you've played for me. Yeah. I didn't know he had any more than that one. Yeah, and then he also has a show called The Catholic Insider. You're holding uh, out on me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and uh, he does sound seeing tours of uh, Dublin to Ireland, which mm-hmm. I I love listening to as I go walking mm-hmm. uh, for, to get some exercise and. And I close my eyes, kind of, and just uh, act like I'm walking through the streets of Dublin, Ireland with Father Roderick. And he has such an awesome voice. Uh, and he also does a daily podcast called The Daily Breakfast. And he plugged... That's the, one, that's the one that I heard. Yeah. And he plugged us on there. And so we want to say a special warm welcome to The Daily uh, Breakfast listeners that might be checking out our podcast this mm-hmm. week. And if you are listening to us as a result of the plug from Father Roderick, would you please... Uh, email us and mm-hmm. let us know that. It, I, I would just really like to know 
uh, if if you're listening to us as a result of that. Father Roderick, uh, he's checked out our podcast, listened to a couple episodes, and, so he, and he even said on a show how much he enjoyed it. Fun. And uh, So, Father Roderick, if you're listening, uh, we're praying that you get better. Uh, he's been struggling with yeah. the flu bug. Yeah. And so we're certainly Flu's praying for nasty. you. Yeah, it has. So, Probably uh, what Rachel has. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, that's enough for us this week. And mm-hmm. uh, until next time, let's, let's get, get lost. You have been listening to Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Ravenscraft.org. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Send us an email to podcast at Ravenscraft.org. Better yet, call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958. After you hear this greeting... Thank you for calling. To leave a message, please press 1. Leave your comments and questions, and please start with your name and where you're calling from. This podcast is made possible with the generous support of our listeners. If you would like to contribute to our commercial-free podcast, simply click the PayPal Donate button on our website at ravenscraft.org. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. We're going to need to watch that again.